Welcome back, everybody. Another week of Taurus Talk here at the SG Taurus Company. I'm your host, Matt LePan. Flying solo this week. No co-host, uh, Kevin and Paula are in training. But what I do have is one of our favorite TMs, Josh Bear. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here. Josh, you haven't been with the SG Taurus Company all that long, but you've been in the industry plenty of time. People know you, especially your dealers. But for those that don't, can you just give us a little bit on your background in the industry? I was an installer uh, for a couple of different companies uh, for about 11 years. I installed my family, my father, my brothers were all in the industry. Just from there, while I was installing, loved it, loved being a tin knocker, but I always wanted to get in sales and business. And a job position opened up about 12 years ago, and I took the opportunity, jumped on it, ended up getting the job, and ever since I've been a territory manager since then. So back in 2007 is when I became a territory manager, and I have just loved every moment of it since. How long have you been with the SG Taurus Company, and how are things a little different here? Well, yeah, yeah, it's about 10 months now I've been here. It does feel like I've been here for years, though. Uh, I've been welcomed with open arms, and... Uh, the support staff, the support team, everybody supports one another so well, which helps us as territory managers on the road every day uh, be successful because we wouldn't be successful if we didn't have a good internal operation. And I feel like we we really, really do. I'm, I'm extremely impressed uh, with the organization and how they run things. Something that you've been praised for by people within the company and from some of your dealers is your approach to helping folks with marketing support and with avoiding the slow season, if you will. Can you give me just a broad overview of what your approach is when you go into a dealer and say, all right, we want you to do advertising, but here's the right way to do it so that you're not getting rushes for the beginning of heating and cooling and then nothing in the shoulder months. Yeah, that's a great question, Matt. You know, when it comes to marketing and advertising, it can be a tricky thing. Um, A lot of our dealers wear a lot of hats. They get pulled in many different directions every day. So sometimes marketing just isn't on top of mind for them. But as a territory manager, you try to think outside the box and you try to approach your dealers in a way that you can earn their business rather than just ask for it. And that's one approach that as a territory manager, you can do and help a dealer with because they're typically can be weak at marketing and advertising. You have some that are really good and then you have some that aren't so good. But some that aren't so good just simply don't know what to do and that's where we can shed some light to try to help them. Uh, One secret to your company's future and growth and prosperity is the ability to attract new customers. So the more methods you can successfully employ to tell people about your company and why they should do business with you, the more new companies you will acquire or the more new business you'll acquire. So when you think about many businesses with limited advertising budgets, they spend their money on the wrong advertising, promotion and lead generation programs only to obtain poor results and frustrations for their efforts. And so that happens a lot where you start talking about marketing and advertising with a dealer and they say, well, you know, back in 2014, I did some marketing and advertising, a couple of campaigns, marketing campaigns, direct mailers, and they just simply didn't work. I think the reason why that is, is because of consistency. The first thing you have to have when it comes to marketing and advertising, Matt, is you have to have consistency. So 90% of the decisions we make are made to the unconscious. The way you get to the unconscious is through repetition. It's the same thing with marketing and advertising. That repetition and that consistency has to happen in order for it to work. But also making sure you set the expectation for the dealer that, look, you're not going to get a 15 or a 20% return on investment from the two or 3,000 or 100,000 that you're going to spend. It's typically going to be around 1%. Um, but as a territory manager, uh, we can go in and we can help those dealers see that the first thing you have to do is be consistent. Then the second thing we have to do is set the expectation for the dealer that, hey, this is what's 
what the ROI is going to be in the return on investment. But the third thing is to make sure that we set up goals and budgets for the dealer. You have to have a plan. So what we try to do is, is uh, actually you and I were talking about earlier, is we try to put together a 12-month marketing calendar for them. So the first thing you try to do is, is just say, okay, do you want to market? And if you do, what's your budget? You know, typically a dealer that's in the HVAC business has an annual marketing budget that should run approximately between two and four percent of annual sales. Uh, for a large number of dealers, this may be double their current budget. So it can seem like a lot of money that they're investing and they get a little nervous. So the biggest thing along with consistency and setting up these budgets when it comes to marketing and advertising is, is the next big thing and that's lead tracking and you have to track your leads in order to be able to see what your return on investment is going to be. Otherwise, if you're not going to track your leads successfully, I would I would say to just, just keep your money. Don't market and advertise because right. you don't know what's working and what isn't. Um, and that's what we do. So we would come in and, and we would start with a budget. Uh, we try to see what their total sales are. We try to see what their goals are for their business and, and go from there. It makes an interesting point that in layman's terms, you have to beat people over the head. We're here. Like you have to pound the table because there are so many folks that are out there putting out huge marketing budgets that it's hard to differentiate. But if they see you, they see a mailer, then they see you on the internet, then they see you with maybe a yard sign somewhere, somewhere in a town, you know, all these different marketing aspects kind of tie into one. And that's where you're more effective. Like you, like you said, Josh, 90% of the decisions we make are in the unconscious. So you need to to make yourself known and make yourself seen in as many places as possible. But I think the best thing that you talked about and what I'd like to get a little more insight on how you approach this is a 12-month marketing plan. Not let's ramp up for the beginning of heating season, let's ramp up for the beginning of cooling season. How do you keep it so that they're planning correctly for spring and fall up here in New England? It's, it's a really tough time of year for these industries. How do you set that up for the dealers? Yeah, so the first thing we would do is we, we you got to make sure that you put the time aside. Um, so I always recommend, I try to get in front of my dealers by the end of November, early December at the latest. And I tell them, hey, put, to, put aside probably four to five hours for that meeting. And then we sit down and we basically, it's, it's old school. We, we have a pen and paper and a calendar. And, and I provide them with uh, lead tracking uh, spreadsheets that they can use, a calendar for them that they can use. But basically what we're doing is, is we're figuring out their budget and then we're figuring out their goals. Because when you take a look at their goals, a deal will tell us, well, hey, you know what, Josh? In 2017, I sold $2 million in total sales. And I'll say, that's great. How was your profit? Well, my profit was this. Great. So what do you want to do in 2018? Or let's say 2019, since we're going into 2019. They'll say, well, I, I want to sell $3 million. Okay. A million dollars in business. Wow. That's aggressive. That, but that's awesome. I like being aggressive. <laughs> okay. So what's our next step? What are we going to do to get there? And the dealer will look at me and, and I'll say, well... You get, those, you get the wide eyes. And the, <laughs> oh, I didn't think that far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> because you got to put processes in a place and, and you got to say to yourself, okay, well, how am I going to do that? If I want to sell a million dollars more in business, how am I going to do that? Well, typically it starts with your marketing and advertising, gets into your sales process, and then there's some more that are tied to it. But simply you'd, you'd start with the sales process because when you break it down for the deal and you say, okay, well, you did two million last year, that means you needed... 571 leads based off of your close ratio at 35% and your average ticket at $10,000. But now 
if you're looking at, okay, well, I want to add a million dollars to my business. How many leads do I need to get to that million dollars based off of my average ticket and my average close? So to give you an idea, to go up a million dollars at a $10,000 average ticket at 35% close ratio, and these are averages. Some yeah. guys may be a little less. Some guys may be a little bit more. Um, but on average, a $10,000 average ticket at a 35% close ratio means you need 857 leads that year. So how are you going to get those leads? And then from there, I can help them to appreciate, well, we're going to get those leads by doing marketing and advertising and staying consistent with that marketing and advertising and having a plan. So now I can tell them you need 214 leads a quarter, you need 71 leads a month, you need 16 leads a week, and three leads a day. And then I can break it down and show them that, okay, well, now you need a number of exposures, right? People you need to touch throughout that year. You're actually going to need 85,714 exposures to be able to get to that goal based off of a 1% return on investment. So we break it down really clearly for the dealer so that they can see, geez, I didn't realize there was this much to it. So it's a very organized plan, a very specific plan, but the biggest thing is you got to stick to it and you got to implement it and stay consistent with it. Yeah, and what's great about what you said there, you know, you broke it down for them. If you look at it and say 857 leads, that's a daunting number. But then you look at it and go, that's three leads per day. Then as a dealer, you can kind of go in your mind and go, okay, three leads a day. I need I need three new people a day. And that becomes a much less daunting number. Once you start getting into that rhythm and you see, you know, with some of your marketing plans, and we'll go over, you know, some of the strategies you have. But once you get into that strategy and you see, okay, so I don't need to do three a day every day of the year. Mm-hmm. There are some days I'll have more, some I'll have less. No, Having that average in your mind and having that goal to strive to every day, I think it's really a, a great way to approach it. Exactly. You need to see what you're, what you're looking at. You need to see the big picture. You need to look ahead and to be able to see things clearly, I think. And we have the time as territory managers to be able to put this information together because uh, like we said in the beginning you know we want to be able to earn a deal's business rather than just ask for it and at the same time make sure that they never forget what we're doing for them as a territory manager absolutely now what are some of the strategies that you've seen that work better than others there's so much that you can do out there you can do everything from a giant billboard that people are going to drive by down to keyword marketing on google what are the strategies that you've helped people employ that you think work better than others? When it comes to marketing and advertising, it can be a little tricky. Some things will work in some areas and some things won't work in other areas. And that's why we get back to that lead tracking conversation is you, you have to track your leads. And, and when we talk about tracking your leads, Matt, I'm not asking you to go out and spend several thousand dollars on, a, on some type of crazy software. No, I'm, I'm asking you to just take a spreadsheet, train the office when they answer the phone how to ask for the lead. How did you hear about us? Oh, okay, Sarah. Well, thank you very much. You saw one of our yard signs. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Now, what can we do for you today? Right. And then they go into their spreadsheet and they start tracking. And then you'd be amazed at the amount of collateral you have after three or four months. I have dealers that have invested $35,000 a year on bus stop signs. But because we don't know if they're tracking the lead or not, we don't know if those bus stop signs are working or not. So it's a huge investment. So that's why tracking those leads is really important. But you know one area that really works and and has worked very consistently and has worked very well for a lot of different dealers, depending on the size of the dealer and what they're trying to target, if they're just trying to drive awareness or they're trying to drive more good qualified leads. But a great place to start is, oddly enough, a direct mail piece. 
making sure that we stay consistent with targeting existing customers, but also throughout the year, the course of 12 months, making sure that we target new customers and making sure that we have a, a steady pipeline of those going out throughout the year. Because if you're not touching your customers, your existing customers, at least four to five times a year, they're really not your customer anymore. So that's why it's so imperative. But yeah, we, we can break it down where we would, I would like to get together at the end of November sometime, typically the end of every year, decide and we sit down and we break it down per month what we would do. Uh, we figure out what the total budget would be for that particular dealer. And then from there, I would be able to tell the dealer based off of what that budget was, what his uh, total pieces would be mailed out. We'd be able to tell him what his estimated price per piece would be. And of course, if you're a trained comfort specialist dealer or a trained dealer or American standard dealer, uh, there are co-op programs that are available to them that will pay for half as long as it's a creative uh, piece that they can use and gets approved by trainer American Standard uh, which is really nice to be able to implement into the uh, campaign that you're trying to do for them uh, but basically we'll be able to tell them what their projected response rate was which is typically around 1% on a direct mail piece but we can tell them what their projected calls are we can tell them what their projected booked appointments would be and we can actually tell them what their cost per lead would be and then also tie their revenue and how much revenue they can approximately get by doing just that one campaign. And then obviously you take January, February, March, April, May, and then you take all the other months and you add it all together once you figure out what you want to do per month. And then you can add it all up and you can see projected revenue. Um, which is really nice to be able to do because now they can see the big picture. They can see that, okay, well, I'm tracking my leads now. If I do this mailer and I track correctly and consistently, now I can see that, okay, the investment I'm making back into the business is paying off. Or maybe it's not. Maybe we cut that bus stop sign. Uh, maybe we stop doing that type of marketing we were doing over here because there's a lot of different avenues. Um, but like you said, I'll tell you what, the simplest things too that we don't implement are the door hangers and yard signs. Uh, I, I will preach those until the day that I die because I can't believe how effective yard signs and door hangers really are if dealers are using them. Think about it, if there's a yard sign in your neighborhood, you're driving out to go to work that day, you see that yard sign, Matt LePan's HVAC, one time, right? Now you drive home, you saw it again, driving home. Now you, you get up, you change, you, you run to the supermarket. Now you saw it three times. And then you come back from the supermarket, you saw it again, there's four times. So you can see one yard sign five to 10 times a day. And then you think about that yard sign sitting there for two weeks is 140 impressions that you could potentially see. And, and now when you think of an HVAC company, most likely you're gonna think Matt LePan's HVAC. And when there's a need, you'll call. So uh, it's very interesting, the studies that have been done behind yard signs and how effective they really are. It's strategically placing these, and I know that you set up a full calendar and you strategize with these dealers on when the correct time to do it is. Because if you're just throwing it out there and you're not strategizing when to do it, you might as well be yelling at the clouds. Because if you don't make that strategy, you don't get the impressions, you don't get the business. Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. And I like the word you use to strategize because you do. You have to have an analysis. You have to have a strategy. You have to have a budget. You have to have goals. And there's so many different things in when it comes to marketing advertising that work and they work effectively. Um, obviously, you're not going to go into heating season and advertise for cooling air handlers and condensing units. You, you're going to go into the heating season advertising uh, humidity and advertising furnaces. Um, but it's really important that you try to use some type of coupon. Coupons mm -hmm. are 
Amazing. Everyone loves saving money. <laughs> they absolutely do. Over 160 billion coupons are distributed every year, and over 71% of the nation's household shoppers use coupons. When there are four or more persons in the household, the number jumps to 87% using coupons. Look around your home or your office. Chances are you have one or more of these stuck to your refrigerator, in your car, or in your purse or wallet waiting to be used. And it's just amazing when you take a look at some of the statistics. So what you're trying to do with a coupon is you have a coupon and then you have a date that it expires because you're trying to drive a sense of urgency to get these people to make a decision. And that's how you avoid the shoulder seasons. Josh, you mentioned something to me that you approach every dealer with when they're talking about marketing and whether or not they want to do it. Can you just let me know real quick, how do you approach these dealers and, and what is the, the real key piece that you use to get them in? I stumbled across this years ago and I've always shared this with dealers. This is the mm-hmm. first, this is how I start off a conversation with right. a dealer. I say, so that says why well, I don't market or advertise because they stink. It never works out for me. And I'll say, okay, I'm going to read you something real quick. Why is it then that a man wakes up in the morning after sleeping under an advertised blanket on an advertised mattress and pulls off advertised pajamas, takes a bath in an advertised tub, shaves with an advertised razor, washes with an advertised soap, puts on an advertised clothes, sits down to breakfast of advertised coffee, puts on an advertised hat, rides to his office in an advertised car, writes with an advertised pencil, then he refuses to advertise, says advertising doesn't pay, and then if a business isn't good enough to advertise, He advertises it for sale. If you believe in your business and you want to build it, advertise. I just love that. I don't know. Josh, you know, the the key theme here is that we would rather earn your business than ask for it. And I think that's the approach of all of our territory managers. Would you agree that as territory managers, you guys are all equipped with the tools and you have all the right measures and you're taught the right things from Kevin Ronigan, Paula Concan, and our two field sales managers to really help any customer. Any TM can help any customer with these marketing and advertising strategies? Absolutely, absolutely. And I feel like some territory managers have more strengths in some areas than others do in certain areas. We work as a team to be able to work with one another, to be able to make sure that we're constantly having that continuous education so that we're continuing to get better as territory managers. And when I came on board to the SG Taurus company, I was blown away and extremely impressed of the ability of the territory managers and what they bring to their dealer's table. It's very impressive. And uh, it, it made me want to step up my game even more um, because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm falling behind in some of these guys because they're so good. So, <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you what, I, I was extremely impressed. And yes, these guys definitely have the ability to bring more than anybody else out there. And uh, I think as a dealer and a business owner, you, you definitely want to make sure you take advantage of that. And we want to thank everybody for tuning in here on Taurus Talk. Josh, first, thank you again for taking the time out. And folks, you can catch our podcast every week here on Wednesday afternoons. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Use the hashtag Taurus Talk. And we'll catch you next week.